the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good day. It's a Wednesday on your local radio station and all around the world. It's The View from a Pew, and that's on 27 podcast sites. Uh, whatever your podcast site is, just search for The View from a Pew. Also on YouTube, and now on our own Roku channel. Once again, just search Roku for The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, and I am your co-host today, but the main man is Theo. He is an alumnus uh, of the Dallas Theological Seminary. This is a three-year study of uh, the Book of Romans, and we're about uh, a year and a half into it, maybe two years. And we're on week 64, and this is one of our favorite verses, and it's all over... uh, Chapter 8, which is the best chapter in the Bible, in my opinion, and it is the ninth verse. And what is the big idea with Romans 8, 9, Theo? Okay, Mac, the big idea of the day for week 64 is, according to Romans 8, verse 9, the true test of whether you are a justified Christian is... Are you indwelt with the Holy Spirit? Let's pray and review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that according to Romans 8, 9, the true test of whether you are a justified Christian is, are you indwelt? with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now, may everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. For the last several months, we have been looking at Romans 8, verses 1 through 2, and then in the last month, verses 3 through 8. This week, we move on to Romans 8, 9. But first, let's review the Roman road to salvation. All of these verses come out of the book of Romans. First, we start with Romans 3, 23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Boy, that's everybody. Then we go on to Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. So I guess everybody sins and we're all facing death from that. That's daunting. Then we move on to Romans 5, 8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it looks like God is now getting involved in dealing with this sin and death problem we have. So we then move on to Romans 6.23 again, 
where it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So now we're talking about something that's free and it's life rather than death. So we say to ourselves, how can I take advantage of this? Then we move to Romans 10, 9 through 10, where it says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, not just your head, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, not just the head, but with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. So there is the Roman road to salvation. Let's go on now to our verse, Romans 8 9, for today, which says, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. This verse comes after we have discussed the contrast between those who are according to the flesh and those who are according to the Spirit in verses 4 through 8. So let's read Romans 8, 4 through 8 for context and with brief discussion, then on to Romans 8, 9. Romans 8, 4 says, So that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans 8, 5 says, For the, those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Romans 8, 6 states, For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Romans 8, 7 states, Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And Romans 8, 8 states, And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. The phrase in the flesh probably has the same meaning as the phrase according to the flesh found in Romans 8, verse 5. This is a positional declaration of a status before God. This status could also be called unjustified, unbeliever, or a person who is still under the mastery of or bondage to sin. In short, this person is spiritually dead. A spiritually dead person, as we said earlier, cannot please God. Only the spiritually alive person, one with the mindset on Christ, that is, one who is in Christ, can please God. Remember when we reviewed Romans 8.1 and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Remember Romans 5.1, which says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So pleasing God must be initiated by the divine gift of faith, which leads to justification and peace and reconciliation with God. This is what pleases God. Again, by contrast, those who are in the flesh, not justified, not in Christ, cannot please God, according to Romans commentator Douglas Moo, no neutrality is possible. Without the Spirit's mindset, found only through union with Christ, people can only order their lives in a way that is hostile to God, and that will encourage his wrath. 
So according to Romans 8.8, 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So it would be fair to say that in Romans 8.4-8.8, 8, Paul is contrasting two groups of people, the unjustified, according to the flesh people, with the justified, according to the spirit people, those who have had the righteousness, the perfect law-keeping of Christ, credited or imputed to them. If you are wondering how to be according to the Spirit, the answer is found in the last verse we mentioned today in the Roman Road to Salvation. Romans 10, 9-10. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart, not just your head, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, not just your head, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. This week we are looking at Romans 8, 9 which again states, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to him. Mac, this is probably one of my five most quoted verses. It is probably the clearest explanation in the Bible of what is a justified Christian. The presence or absence of the indwelling Holy Spirit is the litmus test the true test of whether a person is a justified Christian. So let's look at the language of Romans 8-9 more closely. It starts with the contrast between those who are in the flesh and those in the spirit. As we stated earlier, this contrast has already been well developed in Romans 8-4 through Romans 8-8. So a paraphrase of this introduction would be, however, you are not unjustified, but rather a justified Christian, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. The word if in Greek can be translated since, so it also could be paraphrased, however, you are not unjustified, but rather a justified Christian, since indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Are there any questions? How could this be stated more plainly? Typical Paul, though, he wants to place even additional emphasis on it by restating the assertion as a negative. So he writes, But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to him. The point is clear. Sometimes readers wonder why the Holy Spirit is described as the Spirit of God in the first part of this verse, Romans 8, 9, and as the Spirit of Christ in the second part of the verse. The most likely response is that Paul wanted to make sure that justified Christian people understand that the indwelling Spirit is the complete, unified work of our triune God. God is three perfectly equal, perfectly unified, and perfectly diverse entities. In theology, we call them persons, in one essence. Within the perfect diversity of God, according to John 14, 16 through 17, 14, 26, and 15, 26, the Holy Spirit helper was sent to indwell the justified by God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. John 14:16 tells us at the Last Supper, Jesus stated, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, 
to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So, there we see Christ predicting the indwelling Holy Spirit that we have been talking about today for the justified Christians. This helper, Holy Spirit, comes to the justified at Pentecost after Christ leaves to return to heaven as described in Acts 1.9. In summary, the justified Christian is indwelt with the Holy Spirit. The unjustified are not. And so, Mac, there we have our discussion of Romans 8.9 for today. And I look forward to discussing Romans 8.10 with our group next week. All right, thank you, Theo. That was week 64. We just hope you enjoy this ongoing Bible study, verse by verse, of the book of Romans. If you want to go back into the View from a Pew on YouTube, um, you'll probably find all other 63 weeks. We hope you enjoy it. And thanks to Divine Truth Christian Store. Where you'll find more.